Hi, everyone. This is George Stern, CEO of Appeal Wizards, host of the Appeal Wizards podcast. Welcome back. I'm thrilled to be here today with Amanda, one of our case managers and an all-around expert on all things Amazon, but in particular, today's topic, counterfeit issues on Amazon. Amanda, thanks for joining us. Hi, George. Thanks for having me. Amanda, we hear a lot about counterfeit complaints and suspensions. We hear about authenticity complaints and suspensions. What's the difference between those two? Um, A lot of times customers will, um, when they make complaints, it becomes an authenticity issue because the customer, they don't have the facts and they don't know if you, you know, where you purchased the product, but they know, oh, maybe... Um, this face rub that I purchased, why am I receiving an alert? Why do I have an allergic reaction to this? Or um, why does it feel cheap? Um, oh, why, why, why is this plastic? I purchased this before. Why, why does this phone case feel thinner than the one I purchased beforehand? Um, so there's no concrete evidence that almost, it almost seems like it's a complaint and it's a, it's a, like a, a theory that they might have. Um, and the only way to prove that they're wrong is to supply, in both cases, counterfeit and authenticity issues. You supply the paperwork or the documentation that says, hey, this is real. Here's my paperwork to prove so. For the most part, um, counterfeit will be complaints from the brand itself and the authenticity complaints will be from customers. Um, in both cases, the documentation is required. As you said, when we're talking about counterfeit claims today on this episode, and those often come from the brand owners themselves, we've also heard about Amazon's Project Zero. Will you talk to us about what Project Zero is and how it enables brand owners to be making these counterfeit complaint claims? So Project Zero um, is Amazon's attempt at wiping clear all counterfeit products from their platform. Taking it to zero, taking counterfeits to zero. Yes, taking it to zero. So um, we have a lot of seasoned sellers that have said Amazon's made it so difficult for them um, five years ago or even two years ago. They weren't requiring or requesting this documentation as often as they are now. And that's because of Project Zero. Yeah, Project Zero makes it easier than ever before for brands to file these complaints. And so we're seeing a lot more of them. And and then it also uses Amazon AI, which we know can have a, a broad brush that it, it catches people with. So we're seeing innocent sellers brought down along those who might be selling counterfeit products as well. So talk to us about, you know, a specific counterfeit appeal that you've worked on and what uh, what the problem was and how you helped the client? One case was a, um, a men's lotion. Um, so he had purchased from an online wholesaler believing that they were um, a valid supplier. However, um, upon selling the product, um, Amazon had asked for documentation. He provided the documentation, didn't think twice about it. He had, um, he had the invoices, he had the supplier information, everything in order to reach out to that supplier, but it wasn't sufficient. Um, Amazon said it wasn't a valid supplier. Um, there was no way for them to prove that that product was authorized uh, from the brand 
um, to sell. Um, and we ended up finding out it was counterfeit. Um, so the product, the packaging looked exactly like what uh, would be sold in a retail store or what would be sold directly from the brand, but it wasn't. Um, so we worked on that appeal. Um, he understood where he went wrong. Um, and that's another thing too, is you have to do the research in order to, to, to confirm that your products are real. You can't just assume that a recommendation for a certain supplier is going to be good. You need to be able to go back and actually either talk directly with the brand or talk to an authorized supplier and get that documentation that shows that this is an approved product from the brand and this is approved for me to resell. Were you able to help that client get back up and selling? Yes. Actually, I got him back up in less than a week. So I'm quite happy with that. Uh, nice work. Tell, tell us a little about that process. What did, what did you and the client do in the appeal and plan of action that got them back up so quickly? Um, in this case, uh, it, was, it was a really great client. Um, he, he understood or he tried to appeal himself. And I believe he appealed uh, unsuccessfully three times beforehand. And the gist of what he wrote was good. He accepted responsibility for his actions. He understood that he was wrong. Um, and in an effort to, to correct his mistakes, we went over how to properly source um, in the future. Um, so um, I couldn't have asked for a better client because he legitimately wants to be an honest seller and wants to do everything correct correctly on Amazon. So he wasn't looking for a shortcut. I think initially he thought that um, this was too good a deal to pass up and these are great products that were popular. So um, it seemed like a win-win situation, but upon further researching and investigating the situation, um, it was too good to be true. Um, he reached out to the brand uh, the brand acknowledged um, his outreach. Um, they didn't retract the complaint because they said, hey, this is something that we want you to handle directly with Amazon. Unfortunately, there are too many products of ours on the market that are counterfeit. So um, this is an issue you need to take with Amazon, which is how we handled it. Um, we made the appeal completely clear, acknowledged what went wrong, how we try to fix it and what business practices changed in order um, to prove to Amazon that we get it. For uh, sellers who want to avoid getting counterfeit complaints, what tips do you have for them to make sure that they're protecting themselves against the potential of getting these in the future? For counterfeit complaints, it all comes down to the documentation. Um, as a seller, you have to be prepared for customer complaints in general. And the best way to combat that is to have that documentation. Um, if you don't, you risk you know, losing the ability to sell that ASIN or just losing your ability to sell altogether. So um, you may be able to find shortcuts and find products that are very popular to sell. Um, and initially, Amazon might not require a brand application. They may not require um, the documentation upfront, but um, just because that's not the case doesn't mean at some point they won't ask for that. So sourcing, um, super important, getting that documentation, 
I wouldn't recommend posting or listing anything on Amazon unless you have legitimate invoices that can prove your items are real. Because if you get suspended or if if you uh, get these complaints, um, you know, you may get deactivated and they may hold on to your funds. So it's something where you may make a lot of money up front, but Amazon pays you out every, every month. You may not have access to that if they catch you. Totally. It's like an insurance policy. You, you might not need it right away, but you're going to be glad you've got that documentation when, when Amazon comes asking for it to make sure that you can prove your, pro- your products are authentic. And I like how you mentioned this because we hear from a lot of sellers who say, oh, it's just too good a deal to pass up. I, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't sure if they were counterfeit or not, but I, it, was, it was good money early and that works for a little while, but Amazon always, always catches up with you eventually. Yeah. And then another thing too, is um, sometimes folks aren't selling counterfeit products, but they're listing it under, you know, an incorrect brand, or they just haven't done enough research to list the item correctly. So that's another thing to pay attention to as well. Um, Because for example, I had another case where um, uh, the seller was selling uh, hair wraps, like uh, hair towels. And um, there was no branding on it whatsoever, but she had, you know, looked up, um, you know, these hair wraps, these hair towels and found an existing listing and it was under another person's brand. So that brand um, said, I never authorized this person to sell my hair wraps, filed a complaint. She got deactivated, but had she listed it as a generic product, which it was, there was no branding on there couldn't trace back to the brand, she would have been okay. So um, it's, it's a matter of one, you know, yes, having the documentation and two, also making sure that you list the item properly. So another thing too, is that um, folks really like retail arbitrage, but that's a hard one because there's no direct um, paper trail that can show that that product went from the brand to the manufacturer, to the distributor, um, to you, to the customer. Like it's murky in between. Um, If you're purchasing from a retail store, then who knows if the item's been returned? Who knows how many times it's been returned? Who knows if that's the actual product that was returned? Um, So it's a very hard fight to try to keep Um, retail arbitrage as well, or trying to justify purchasing items from Ross or Marshalls or whatever department store, because you just don't know where those products are. And those department stores and retail stores are authorized to sell to customers, not to resell their products to other resellers. That's a really good point you just brought up, because we see this a lot with people who try to practice retail arbitrage and it's, they say, well, I've got my receipts from Marshall's. I can just show my receipts and that receipts are not the type of documentation we're talking about here. What Amazon's going to expect to see is a full business invoice from an authorized supplier that you have bought the products yourself. And so make sure that you are getting that documentation, legitimate business documentation that Amazon's expecting to see. Documents, documents, documents. That's the theme of the episode here. Yes. <laughs> you've got to make sure you've got that documentation. 
And if any of this is sounding daunting to our listeners, making sure you've got all documents for all products, figuring out why Amazon cares about this, all their ever-changing rules, don't hesitate to let us know how we can help you. That's what we're here for. Check us out at appealwizards.com. You have case managers as expert as Amanda helping you with all of these things. She can help you navigate complaints, help you navigate suspensions, and we want to get you back up and selling as quickly as possible. That is our goal. Amanda, thanks so much for joining and sharing all this knowledge with us. No problem. And one more thing. Don't think because you've been deactivated for counterfeit products that all hope is gone. Like You can get back up. We've helped plenty of clients with this in the past. And like I said, you know, sometimes it's a quick process. Sometimes it might take a little time. But... There is hope to get back up and we're here for you. I love that. Amanda, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, sharing all of your knowledge and expertise with our listeners. It was great having you. No problem. I'm here to help.